And speaking of defunding the police, we are now joined by Bianca Cunningham, organizer with Vocal New York, the group that has played a leading role in setting up and running Occupy City Hall, a protest encampment outside of City Hall that was established six days ago and has become a magnet for many hundreds of defund the police supporters who have come there and in many cases slept out on the hard concrete to make their voices heard. Bianca, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I do want to make one quick clarification. I'm not an organizer with Vocal. Vocal is not the organization um, who is bottom lining this. We're a group of black organizers from around the city to many different organizations who came together to call for this occupation. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Right now, can you describe the scene at Occupy City Hall and, and how this protest came into being? It's not easy to pull something like this off. Sure. So the scene at Occupy City Hall, um, what they're calling an autonomous zone right now, a beautiful space um, that's been curated by uh, black activists and organizers from across the city. You, at any given time, if you walk into the encampment, you will find uh, drummers and healers, musicians, street performers who normally who are out of work right now because of everything that's going on with COVID, coming to lend their talents to the space, you would find a very well-stocked food table where you can find anything from Ethiopian to Korean food that's all been donated by the community and continues to come on the hour, every hour, um, to feed the protesters. You'll find thousands of protesters, and they'll look all kinds of ways. You'll see elderly people. You'll see the youth. You'll see very young children. Um, you'll see all ethnicities, um, people from all walks of life, uh, homeless people, all kinds of people coming together to share in a space. Um, we also have been having regular teach-ins um, on abolition theory, on um, what it looks like to, for this campaign to defund the police, explaining the budget to people and breaking it down in a way that's really digestible um, for everyone, regardless of their experience in politics. And so we're creating an educational space, a joyful space, a space to share, and a space to uh, create strategy on how we're going to continue to put pressure on our elected officials to um, answer our demand to defund the NYPD in a substantial way, in a real way, not a billion of fuzzy cuts, a billion of real money. Right. And so uh, earlier today, Mayor de Blasio announced, uh, according to at least uh, his uh, uh, take on things, that he was now in favor of a, a billion-dollar cut to the NYPD. And I mean, a lot of that would involve uh, moving uh, school security over 5,000 school security officers from the NYPD to the Department of Education, uh, along with uh, changing some of the way they they do their homeless services um, and, and uh, eliminating one class of uh, recruits uh, for this summer. But what, what's your take on this? Is this is this a, a real cut to the NYPD, or is this a shell game where they're just moving numbers around? They're playing politics to try to pat themselves on the back and appease the public. Listen, we're all awake. I could tell you there's thousands of people in City Hall Park. There's tens of thousands of people marching across the city, and people are awake. They see this for what it is. It is nothing but fuzzy mathematics, accounting tricks, um, and it's disrespectful. How disrespectful? You know, we're talking about people's lives, people being murdered, mostly black and brown young people being murdered by the NYPD. So how can... How, how tone-deaf is it for you then to say, oh, I hear your cry, and now we will put more officers in a school to increase and, and feed the school-to-prison pipeline? It doesn't make any sense. Um, 
you know, the demand is cops out of school. The demand is medical detectors out of school. We don't want to be police in any aspect of our lives. We don't believe that police should be involved in social services. We want counselors, not cops. And so I don't think it's sufficient. I'm uh, disappointed in Corey Johnson particularly, who came out ahead on this issue and said that he was dedicated and willing to make the real cuts. And now what we see is him doing a victory lap around something that's not substantive. It's not good enough. And it's not even... It doesn't even begin to address the harm that these young black and brown people that you've seen in the streets crying out have endured. And so, no, it's not enough. And we're going to call it what it is, and we're going to continue to put pressure on them and escalate pressure on them and call them out. I'm calling for Corey Johnson to resign. You want to run for mayor? You can't even prove to be a leader in this moment. You need to resign. Bill de Blasio needs to resign. There is a lack of leadership in this city, and we need to address that. And we can't wait for the ballot box. We need to pressure these people now. And, and what? Uh, so the um, I mean the city the, the budget is supposed to be finalized by the end of day tomorrow. Uh, what can people who are listening do to uh, either participate directly in the encampment or or support the encampment or or help with the campaign to put more pressure on city council? Yeah. So to, uh, tomorrow night we're doing a sleepover in city hall. Many of us have been staying there. It's our seventh day now out there. We're calling on all of our all the people who care about this issue and the way that we do who are sick and tired to come down to city hall we're putting all eyes on the budget all eyes on the council we are watching them we'll start to mobilize you know they're in their houses hiding you know on virtual meetings that's okay we'll go to their houses and they can complain about that on twitter but they need to be held accountable to the public and so we are going to continue to put pressure. We're going to continue to tweet. We're going to continue to make statements. We're going to continue to show up at their door. We're going to continue to call them out until they make real cuts to the budget. And, so and, and is there a, a particular time tomorrow evening where people should uh, plan on gathering? 7 p.m. Okay. We'll have dinner for everyone. We have plenty of food. We have everything you need. People's bodega, people's library, music, learning, everything that you need. Come on out. Be with us. Uh, plan actions with us. We're strategizing as community, all coming from different boroughs, from different walks of life. We're putting our power together to say, how can we use this encampment to put pressure? And so that's what we'll be doing. And this is not a conversation okay. of a couple organizers. This is a group conversation. Right. Okay. We'll have to we'll have to leave it there uh, for folks. Uh, the uh, the encampments on the east side of of City Hall. Uh, um, Bianca Cunningham, thank you uh, for joining us on on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. You bet. righty. Well, that that about does it. I'll, I'll say I was at the encampment a couple of nights ago, and it's a it's a really magical space, and uh, I encourage everybody who can make it down there uh, to do so. Or and if you can't make it, to to try to support it in in other ways. Uh, so uh, that's going to be the end of our show for tonight. A special thank you to Amba Gergarian and Renee Feltz for their help. Uh, with the show, you can also follow the Indy's latest coverage of Occupy City Hall and the Queer, Lab Queer Liberation March at independent.org.